Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The Pink Cloud is a supernatural, realistic tale of a world in which we've become far too familiar. It's the story of how the world changes when a toxic and mysterious pink cloud appears across the globe, forcing the world indoors immediately and indefinitely. In Brazil, Giovanna finds herself stuck in her apartment with a man she just met the night before, but their carefree one-night stand grows into a years-long relationship complicated by a child and increasingly divergent worldviews as they try to imagine a future from the depths of a potentially never-ending lockdown. The film is wonderfully done. It has all of the markings of a great sci-fi film, but it's not quite sci-fi in the way that we generally understand it. The film is called The Pink Cloud, and we're joined today by the director, Iluli Gerbasi. Iluli, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for taking the time. I just love the film. I think you've taken a sparse premise and you've turned it into something that is so much more than it would appear. Tell me a little bit about what inspired this, because as I'm sure you've heard a thousand times before, this film was made before the pandemic, before COVID-19, but it has all the earmarks of a film that was made after we experienced the pandemic. So tell me what inspired it. We were talking about restrictions earlier, and I I always was attracted by Dogma 95 and the idea of, you know, putting limits and how putting limits actually stimulates your creativity. So the first cut of the film had 50 more minutes, so we had a lot more and I could have written a lot more scenes. You know, it could be a TV series. But we wanted to make a feature film, so we cut uh, a lot of scenes and I was not writing everything I I imagined on on the script. So I wanted to explore this couple that had just met and their idea was just to have one night together. And then this mysterious and toxic pink cloud appears and it, it kind of put them in this forced marriage situation you know they just met and they wanted just one night together and now they have to spend years together in the same apartment so I wanted to explore that relationship and how these two characters are different and their goals and ideas of what they want in life are different so what conflicts uh, that brings yeah. When, when you mentioned Dogma 95, one of my favorite film movements of the last 30 or 40 years, I, I just love what people like Lars von Trier and others have done. In, and as you're mentioning it, this reminds me then, in the, it's in the vein of melancholia, I, I believe. If, if that the film is in that sort of tonally, it is in that spirit. Is that a fair way to put it? Yes, for sure. And so in the pre-production, we were talking with the producer, the designer, uh, production designer and the DP. And I was always saying, let's not think of this as a typical sci-fi. You know, it's it's a relationship drama with 
uh, sci-fi elements with you know surrealistic elements. So one of the references was Melancholia that I love Melancholia. And so I said, it's like that, you know, because Melancholia is focused on the sisters and then you have the sci-fi premise, but it's hard to put in the category of, you know, a typical sci-fi. And, and that's usually the, the kind of sci-fi and fantasy films that I like is the ones that are intimate and focus on characters, but there is this sci-fi premise. It's beautifully done. Uh, as I mentioned, the, the couple, Giovanna and uh, Iago, meet for and what turns into a one-night stand. And as it becomes painfully obvious to them, they're going to be together for an undetermined uh, amount of time. And what is wonderful in the character development of these two is how you do in any new relationship, everything is wonderful. Everything they do and say is funny and, and witty. And But you can tell fairly quickly that there are differences. But the way that they unfold in this film is, I, I, I like to ask you, I mean, sort of what was your intent as you were beginning to create these characters and as they were beginning to spend more and more time together? How did you go about developing these fissures, these these differences within within their relationship? What was what were you thinking about as a filmmaker and how you wanted to do that? For me, it was important that they had different feelings about the clouds. So for Giovanna, like she's feeling trapped and the cloud is like torturing her little by little. And Iago, in the good way and in the bad way, like he, he adapts easier to odd situations uh, at the same time he is you know in a bubble they are both in a bubble in the apartment but but Iago's bubble is even smaller because he doesn't want to know anything that's going around like if she tries to bring a subject that is not you know happy and it and that is uh, sad he's like no let's talk about it later so the way that this, they see the cloud that they see their isolation is different and what they want in life is different. I think like their life goals are different. I think they wouldn't be a couple if it wasn't for the cloud. The cloud is forcing them, but they wouldn't, you know, choose each other to be in a long-term relationship. And that is very difficult for both of them. Yeah, that was the thing that Iago, as the film progresses, he becomes more of a an emotional sponge. He takes things in, he processes them, but he doesn't reveal much about himself in relation to his relationship with Giovanna. And it becomes increasingly more frustrating for her because he's not giving her back anything more than kind of a, so what, you know, we're here. I only speak for myself and I don't mean to extrapolate to the entire uh, male side of the species, but this feels familiar. I, I mean, women are more dynamic, especially when it comes to, to emotional interaction and men like Yago, we see is so much more passive and less willing to risk mm -hmm. being, I don't engaging and therefore being conflict, I guess, if you will, is that, and that's what I, I, I found him. So I found him frustrating. <laughs> I think, yeah, two things about that. It's like, yes, uh, I think Giovanna is more active and Yago is you know, just more quiet and he tries to adapt, but it's hard to be in a situation where it is bad, it is difficult, and the other person is not reacting, you know, accordingly. She is feeling mad and crazy and sad, and I think it's more, even more frustrating for her that he is, you know, 
this sponge, like you said, you know, and I think men usually are more repressed to like talk about their feelings and, and expose things, you know, and, and for women is maybe more usual to, to talk about what they are feeling. And, and that dynamic is, it's not good for them as well. It's like, she's suffering and she's like, am I suffering by myself? Like, why is this man like reacting like that? Or maybe he likes it, you know, maybe, you know, we don't know their, his full background. They have different backgrounds. So for her, it's even more frustrating, like having this man that is just saying, you know, it was important for us in the script. And, and when we were rehearsing that, he always says, but a gente tá bem, like, we are fine. So yeah. we are fine. And, and she's like, oh, we're not fine. So uh, that line was very important for us. There are, uh, you know, different parts of the film uh, where Iago says, uh, we are fine. And for her, this is, you know, very <laughs> difficult to hear. Well, well, I would offer that her reaction is more rational. Mm-hmm. And his reaction to the situation mm-hmm. or rational to be upset, angry, frustrated. That's to me a reaction to something like what they're experiencing, this cloud, these pink clouds that are toxic. And of course, it's mm-hmm. an irrational situation. And she's trying to bring rationality to her reaction. He, on the other hand, again, and it manifests itself in many different ways. Uh, and one of them is He's more willing to be passive, watch TV, uh, even his quote unquote sexual encounters outside of the relationship is uh, more of a cyber relationship and more of a, and she experiences it differently. But I heard this a long time ago, many, many years ago, men have relationships with women hoping they won't change. Women have relationships with men hoping they will change. And it kind of plays out in that way. Uh, I-, I think there is some some truth to that. Yes, I, I think. And it, it's funny that usually you can have that dynamic in, in relationships uh, in which you choose to be. In their cases, like they have no choice. <laughs> you know, yeah. they have like, I'm with this person and now let's see how we can, you know, survive and, and live together. I began uh, writing the script during my master's. I did a master's in creative writing. So I was, you know, at the same time reading uh, plays and, and novels and, and watching films that had isolation in them, like The Exterminating Angel by uh, Boywell and, and other uh, stuff. And usually there was one character at least who was kind of happy to be isolated no because if you are isolated like in an island or wherever then you don't have to follow the rules and and do the annoying things of your normal life so it was interesting in this narrative to to see how people react and how they react differently and when people make comparisons between the film and and the pandemic it's I think we can see that in the pandemic, like in a difficult situation, people react differently. You know, some people get anxious or depressed or happy or, you know, or they start screaming or they eat very healthy or they eat just, you know, trash food. So it's it depends on the person. It depends how uh, a person sees the situation and reacts to it. My idea with the film is that I didn't want to point out this person is right. You know, this reaction is right. This emotional reaction is right. I wanted to explore different aspects of being in isolation. I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with 
Iluli Chervasi, and she is the director as well as the writer of this wonderful film called The Pink Cloud. It is uh, available now on video on demand and available. So be looking for this. It is a terrific, terrific film. Blue Fox Entertainment is releasing it, so you can check it out through them. Also, there's a there's a link to it on the filmschoolradio.com website as well. I described the film as uh, a sci-fi film. There is a political element to it. Uh, and I think just by, by virtue of the world we currently live in, if this if I had seen this film two years ago, I don't know if I would have said this, that it, it feels subversively political. And because we're living through a very hyper-politicized pandemic now, I don't know if that would be an apt description, if that's something that you would agree with or not. Did you ever intend it to seem political? I always let it open, like, what is the meaning of the clouds to, to each viewer? And I was able to go to some festivals in person or even in online Q&As. I'm always like, does someone want to share uh, their meaning that, you know, that they found to the cloud? And I, I've heard some amazing answers. I think the cloud could be different things. You know, what is the cloud and what does it mean? For me, one of the meanings that's important for me when I was writing, but of course, when you put the film, film out there, people choose uh, what meanings they want to to put for the cloud. Uh, but one meaning that was important for me was how this cloud is pink. And pink is usually a color set aside for girls and, and women. You know, like since we are baby, like uh, baby girls wear pink. And how this cloud is little by little making Giovanna follow steps of what a traditional woman should follow. It's like, okay, you want to party and, you know, uh, uh, be single and, and independent. No, but you will stay with this man in this house and you don't want to have children, but you will have children. So, you know, Giovanna is trying to escape that, but, but the cloud is, you know, just putting her in that position. And that's very difficult for her. And, and Iago, like her partner is also you know, uh, in the clouds team of like, let's, you know, follow the steps and let's be this kind of family in this apartment. And we are fine. We are fine. We are fine. Like, let's not complain about it because, you know, we are fine. So for me, that's one important uh, uh, meaning to the cloud. But it was funny that I wrote this in, well, I, I was writing this during three years, more or less, but like, I think I, I finished it like a, almost the final draft uh, in the beginning of 2018. So it was before our terrible president was elected, but we shot it in 2019. So we were shooting in 2019 when Bolsonaro was in power already. One of the electricians, we were shooting a scene and one of the electricians said, Yuli, I think the pink cloud is actually Bolsonaro. <laughs> and I was like, if it is for you, then yes, it's one uh, possibility. Like not Bolsonaro itself, but you know what he, he represents and how, you know, this kind of terrible person in power, you know, um, and his team, like how affects us and how affects uh, women. So for sure it was always one of the possibility of, of the meetings and the pandemic was not on you know on the plan because we didn't know it was going to happen but it's it's interesting that from time to time you know the meaning of many films change and and that's very interesting about art I think it's like 
each person puts its own meaning and uh, and it, it also changes from as the years passes. I couldn't agree more. That is a great response, great answer, because uh, I do think that, yes, any work of art, anything that's well thought through and executed so beautifully as your film is, is open to interpretation. And those interpretations, you're right, will change over time. The lens by which we live our lives today will be different 20 years from now. And when we look at this film and others like it, we will have a different opinion about it. But I do love the cultural part of it, because that's what you're, I think you're describing, the culture of parenthood, of growing up as a woman in in a society that is often resistant to them breaking out of that traditional mode of, of living their lives. And, and that's across the board. That's anywhere in the world. You name it. There's, or there's always the pressure on women to be a certain way. Well, I, I truly want to congratulate you on this film. It's, it is uh, beautifully done. I love the fact that without giving too much away about the, the look of the film, the, the cinematography, the way it's shot, and this patina of pink, throughout the, in all different kinds of ways that you bring to bear the pink in this movie. It's just, I, I it, it warms my heart to be able to say, to say how well it's done and how, and how beautifully you pulled this together. And as I said, before we got started, my friend and I are always trying to think of ways to make a movie that we can do, that we could actually manage to do on our own. And it's films like this that inspire me and uh, hopefully moving forward, we'll We'll make my own pink cloud someday. Um, but um, thank you so much for your for your work here. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you. Thank you for the interview. And, and I'm happy you enjoyed it. Thank you. We've been talking with Iluli Jabasi, the director and writer of The Pink Cloud. It's available now. Be looking for it. It's available through Blue Fox Entertainment as well as other platforms you can find it on. And I will have all of that information at filmschoolradio.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was great. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.